0: Hello and welcome to Catherine Lorma's Guide to Life Hello and welcome to my next edition of Catherine Lorma's Guide to Life and this week I'm chatting about um, what, how I'm getting on with my fell pony Merlin um, Have I got the microphone plugged in? Yes, let's just check, it's all working I know there have been some sound quality issues um, which is why I'm re-recording this one Thanks cousin <laughs> for letting me know <laughs> Um. So Yeah, as you know, um, I bought a greyfell pony called Merlin. And the last podcast, I was talking about getting him shod, getting him a new saddle, and then starting to ride him again. And I was having a few issues... Anyway, after riding out um, a couple of times with one of the girls from the stables on her horse, I decided I'd have a go at taking Merlin out on another hack on his own, you know, because he'd been so great, what could possibly go wrong? Um, Now, I'd ridden the same route, um, and he had been absolutely perfect within the horse, but however, this time he decided to take a dislike to some goalposts that were in someone's garden. Now we had the rearing issue going on again and it was a really busy part of the road and every time i nearly got him past he would then mess about another car would come along and it was a kind of bit of recurring incident and a couple walking past who had horses did offer to help me and rather stupidly being as stubborn as the fell pony is i didn't accept the offer and then after spending another 5 minutes trying to get him past these goalposts that were in the garden um another lady came out of her house and said I can see you're not going to give up. I've got a pony. Do you want me to lead him past? And this time I decided to kindly accept her offer of help. Um, And then when she tried to leave, he then planted himself again, refusing to move. So he ended up, um, well, she ended up very kindly walking all the way along the road with us until we got to the junction and I managed to get him going on his own. So there are a lot of horsey situate people in this area. So that was, a, you know, it was really great that they were able to help out in this situation. And horsey people do tend to help each other out, and um, because even if we don't know them, if you've got a horse, it's kind of like some um, underwritten rule that if a, a fellow equestrian, no matter where you are, probably in the world actually needs your help, then you just go and help them. And actually. Although we may moan about each other and we'll all offer advice, but actually, we you know what, we do all offer advice and some of it's maybe not great, but we're all sharing our experiences all the time in the equestrian world of things that have gone wrong and things we could do better um, and ideas and things and how we've done things and what's worked for our horse Bear in mind every horse is different. And actually, you know, do you know what? I think there will be a lot better place if we all had the same mentality as fellow equestrians. Ride through everything, get through everything, don't complain about um anything, just get on with it, you know. Um, and as I say, you know, I remember being um on a car park in a beach one day, and um I uh, I loaded our two horses on the trailer. And this uh, lady um, was having problems across uh, from the box and she kind of waved to me and said, can you give me a hand? And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. And it turned out that she was a horse transporter and the uh, the owner had actually had a serious accident on the beach and was being taken um, and been taken by ambulance to hospital. So she was trying to get this horse onto the lorry um, and she was I'm um, just really struggling with it, so I watched her for a couple of minutes, and I thought, well, I've got a bit more experience of dealing with horses um, that have loading issues um, because we had, you know, I was on a big livery yard um, in Cheshire for a long time, and there are a few horses with issues, and I learned how to deal with them from the yard owner, and um, she was using something called a what we call a be nice halter, and the the, pro- the design of that is is that it puts pressure on the horse's poll. And it encourages them to walk forwards. And as soon as it takes a step forward, you release the contact. And then it knows it's okay. And then it just, it makes it walk forwards. Um, It's a bit like a a Monty Roberts type thing. Anyway, and I could see what she was, she wasn't doing it correctly. There's a certain way that you need to do it. So I watched her, say, for about five minutes. And then I went, do you want me to have a go? (laughs) Because I thought, actually, I was really, really hungry. (laughs) After having ridden early. So we swapped places and uh literally it just took a couple of kind of gentle tugs as soon as he she or he or she I can't even remember um made, made one foot um forwards i released the contact so then then they realized that if they're moving forwards There's no pressure on their pole, so it encourages them to go forwards naturally. And they just walked on. (laughs) She couldn't quite believe it. But there we go. And I found out afterwards as we were getting off the trailer that the girl who owned it had a complete nightmare going on the trailer when she first got it as well. So, you know. But anyway, back to where we were. I then took Mern in the school the next day. And uh, I had the same issue of a mini rear. So I hopped off and lunged him for a bit before getting back on. And then just did something with him in walk. And he did keep stropping and refusing to move and was not great in one corner of the school. And there was a spooky corner in every school and this one we'd found ours. The next day I lunged him in the corner he was being spooky in. And then when I rode him in the school the day after he was fine. And that's the best way to try and deal with spooky corner. And there's obviously, for some reason, horses think that there's some kind of scary animal living in the corner of every arena. (laughs) Um, And it's usually where the bushes are and um, it's sometimes a bit like putting a jigsaw puzzle together when it comes to dealing with horses. And, and no horse is the same either. So I'll, I walked him out up the road after that, and he was fine. And then the next day, we had the same issue and attempted rear. So I decided the issue was he had lost confidence in his rider. He was fine when I was leading him, but then when I got on him, this seemed to be the issue. So as he's just a pony, I decided to load him into a trailer on Sunday morning and take him off for an eight-hour off mile road walk and hack so i could walk and ride him all the way round and practice getting on and off through gates etc and it was something a little bit different and then if he did anything on a normal hack i could just get on and off um and then he kind of would be used to me just getting on and off so it would mean that i wasn't making too much of a big issue about things so he walked onto the trailer and went off off okay and we unloaded him tied him to the trailer and he promptly slapped the string freed himself but fortunately there was a lot of grass around and he just started eating that so I tied him up and then tacked him off, and off we went up the hill which was uh, near in Mulvama near Wales um, and it was really good strengthening exercise for him as well because it was kind of up and down hills and on different terrains um, and I so say after a couple of miles I found somewhere to get on and um, and he started whinnying which he hadn't been doing before when I was leading him so I stroked his neck and I chatted to him to reassure him and we carried on for a bit and he did plant himself but I managed to get him moving again and then I hopped off to get on uh, through a gate then got on again then rode to the next gate and we did this um, basically quite a lot and all the way around and he ended up We ended up getting completely lost and then he ended and he had to pull me up this really steep hill while I was holding on to his saddle. Although he did nearly fall on top of me at one point when he overbalanced. My intention was to do some rider pony bonding with him and this certainly was a really good way of doing it. I then had to get back on to see where we were and he was fine. He did stop but I just waited a bit and then got him walking on again. Because fails are notoriously stubborn. And then we ended up on the last three-mile stage. And so I did the same getting on and off. And that seemed to work really, really well. We got back to the trailer, having been out for three hours. And he was not keen to get back on because he just had some of the tasty grass. But I did manage to load him after a short time. And I really enjoyed the day. And I think he did as well. And then I gave him the next day off. Um, And then the vet came really impressed with the condition, um, remarking that it was really nice to see a fell pony that was not overweight and he had his vaccination, which is a yearly booster um, for equine flu um, and also tetanus. So I then lunged him the next day and then gave him the next day off and rode him in the school. And I decided to lunge for a few minutes then um, before getting on, just working on getting him listening to me rather than concentrating on what his friends in the field were doing. Because at the end of the day, when you're doing something with a horse, you're dragging him out away from his friends in the field, which he spends, you know, maybe 12 hours a day with, and then you're asking him to do something with you for half an hour, okay? So it is a bit of a big ask, and you do have to really develop a bond with them so that they will cooperate, (laughs) especially... Fells, as I say, who are notoriously stubborn and difficult. But hey, I've been described as the same, so I'd say he's probably the perfect breed for me. Now, I say, um, I then popped on him, and he wasn't too tense, which was great. So I continued with this theme. I just spent some time getting him to relax and doing what we call half-halts, which are basically getting him to slow down to nearly a halt, which is a stop. But then just as he's about to stop, riding forwards again. And it's a really good way to get him listening. I also did some figures of eight, some riding in circles and just kept it simple. Just getting him listening to me and say it was actually quite therapeutic. I felt really relaxed and chilled after doing that. Um, And I remember now that schooling horses is a bit like yoga. You need to get them to relax or mindfulness and listen to you and to switch off from their surroundings and concentrate just on what you're asking them to do. And in return, you're concentrating on just riding them, um, doing transitions and movements. And this also brings you into the moment. So essentially, I suppose you're trying to get both of you into the same moment at the same time together, Um, which sounds quite easy, but it's not. not. And then, um, say, after all the work I've been doing on myself in the past couple of years, it means I now have the confidence to work with this pony. Whereas before I was like, oh, I can't really cope. I need to get off. Um, And I don't think that I would have been able to do this when I was in Ayrshire because I really lost all my confidence. And the yard that I was on currently helps, though, because the owners are really great, which is not always the case. And the people on the yard are really nice as well. It's nice to have a chat with people. And Merlin seems quite happy um, as it's quite a chilled out place. I do Merlin's stable at the weekends. I enjoy doing it and he's very tidy. And some horses that can be really messy and tread pieces of horse manure into a bed until each piece is about the size of a sixpence. Fortunately, he's not like that. So I then opted to ride him early on Saturday morning because it was going to be hot. And also because there's warning of thunderstorms in the afternoon. And then moving on from my success of the day before, I popped him on the lunge for a couple of minutes in each direction before getting on. And I decided to attempt hacking him on his own um, again and see what happened. And he was a bit hesitant leaving the yard and he did his usual refusal to move tactic. But this time I held the rein in such a way that he meant he couldn't turn around and could only walk backwards. And there was no attempt at rearing today, which was a bonus as well. So I chatted to him, giving him a reassuring stroke. and We managed to get him moving. I went straight into moving some um, sort of moving side to side which is kind of like leg yielding, just to get him focused and listening to me. And he stopped a couple of times and then we walked a bit more forward and I managed to trot up a couple of hills. Then I opted to take him um, that way because there's some gentle hills to go up and down. And after about a mile, I turned around and headed back. Um, I know it's about a mile because it's part of my running route and I just hoped we had no issues on the way home. Um because it's always quite good if they end on a positive experience and it helps you and your confidence as well. So everything looks as if it's heading in the right direction and I'll give you more on how I'm getting on um, next month. And thanks very much for taking the time to listen.